Hope you're all well. Hope you had a wonderful week. As we begin Shaivivim and we begin to explore and work on becoming better, on working on Inyana Kedusha, on working on Aruchnias, many times challenges, setbacks will crop up, will make us think twice, will make us think that we're not doing enough, we could do more, we can do better, which may be true, but even when we're trying and we think we're doing right, the Yitzhahara comes and says, eh, no good, you could do more. And that gives us what we call Chalish Sadas, what we call Yish, despair, discouragement. And in this Parsha, there's a beautiful life gem that we must hold on to. There's a story with someone named Reb Nachum Stillerman they call him and people like him called the uh, Altamirs they've been around in the mirror for many many years he's an American and interestingly enough he was actually my roommate um, he's about 70 years old I'd imagine he's an extremely special man he was so committed to his learning schedule that when I was a Bach in the mirror he actually used to sleep in my room he would ask another Bacher if he could use his bed during Venice Darm. So I got to know him, and there's a famous story that's told about him with Renaissance Svi Finkel, the Rosh Hashiva of the Mirz, Zechroni Tadak Nebracha. One time, Rabbi Stillerman came to Renaissance Svi, and he asked him what should he take upon himself to learn after he retires. He was already settling down in his retirement years, <clears throat> and he wanted to take on more learning, more Torah. Now, this is no young man, budding tamachachim, a person who has years ahead of him, which in itself is a tremendous chizik that it's never too late. And he asked the Rosh Hashiva, what can I do? And the Rosh Hashiva told him, Rav told him, go make a plan, go make a clear, comprehensive plan, and stick to it. So, Rav Stillman went home, and halfway jokingly, he actually made a 2,000-page plan, which encompassed... And it was a clearly delineated path as to how to finish Kol Kula. An unbelievable achievement. And he brought it back to the Rosh Hashiva. It was a three-volume plan. And he showed it to the Rosh Hashiva. And the Rosh Hashiva loved it. And he said, wow, now that's that's a plan. And Rabbi Stillman looked at Rosh Hashiva and said... Rebbe, I mean, this is a halfway joke. I just did it because he told me to do it, but, like, this is literally impossible. And the Shiva of Nosen Svi, this was his way, this is the way he dealt with life, this is the way he dealt with everything. He told him Nachum, he said, look at me. He said, look at the Mir Yeshiva. Look at what it is. Look at all the buildings, all the Bacharim, the thousands of Talmidim in Golayi. Rabbanim, Arbitzei Torah, Tamidei Chachamim, people that are mamish sitting by the Gemara, Yoimam Valayla. He said, who built it? And Rav Nachum said, it was you, the Rosh And the Rosh looked at him and said, look at me, I'm a cripple, I'm half a cripple. I have Parkinson's, I'm not well, I'm not a strong individual. And look what I did. Look what I've built, look what I've created with a dream. And Rav Nosnesi reached into his desk, took out a paper with a giant plan to knock down all the stores and shops in the area and build the Mir campus in what it is today.
And he said, who do you think? Ask them originally, ask themselves originally, who's going to do this? Who's going to make sure this happens? And Rav Nostasvi said, it was me. And although it was seemingly an impossible task, he had a dream. And Rav Nostasvi told Rav Nacham Stolman on his mission, on his path to finishing Kala Tarakula, he said, all you have to do is plan, because in the end it's all up to Hashem. And until today, Rav Nacham Stolman is known as a man with a plan, and he rigorously keeps to that schedule. I can attest. I, I've spoken to him about it. I've seen him in the mirror. He lives like a bacher. He's already a man well into the 70s. And it's truly inspiring. And it's a true source of chizik for all of us that no matter what stage you are at life, it's never too late. And we can always grow. And it's with a plan. It's with a solid resolution that we can attain the seemingly unattainable. Nothing is too far. And the same idea of never becoming miyuyish, never becoming filled with despair, with question. We find this idea in this parsha. There's machlekes in the Gemara and Saito, how Basia went to get Moshe Rabbeinu from the river. And according to one opinion, she actually stuck out her hand, as we all know, and it extended, it stretched, Hashem stretched her arm, and she was able to get Moshe. So the obvious kasha is, the obvious question is, what was she thinking? If she was, let's say, 20 feet, 30 feet, perhaps 40 or 50, even 100 feet, but even if it was 5 feet away, what was she thinking? Why did she even think to put her hand into the river that it would eventually get Moshe Rabbeinu? It's impossible. What, what was the habamino? So I saw both down from Rav Meir Salvechik in the name of Baruch Ber. Libowitz, the Bechashmuel, I saw from the Kutzker as well. They say, the lesson we can learn out from here, the lesson we deduce, the life's lesson over here, is when we try, when we make an effort, nothing can stand in our way. When we firmly believe in ourselves, when we believe that there's nothing that's outside of our capabilities, we believe that Hashem is ultimately the one that is going to decide whether what we think is impossible is possible, then we can do anything. We're invincible. Nothing can stop us. And therefore, Basio, she taught us this lesson. She stuck her hand in. She knew there was a baby that had to be saved. And lo and behold, Hashem Taka extended her hand. Anais happened. And she's able to save the Mashin Shaisal, the Manig of Klaisal. Without that, without her hand being extended, but really more fundamentally, without her original fortitude, without her original courage, without her original steadfastness, I'm going to do this. How? I have no idea. How will I end up getting Moshe? I don't know. But in that schos, in that merit, she saved Moshe Benu, which is how we were led through all the years in the Midbar, and on, he was the Manig, Moshe Benu, we don't have to talk to him now, but, and it was all because of that, that one step of, I'm just going to jump in, that saved Moshe Benu. On a similar note, we find a very interesting phenomenon. The Medrash tells us that, Moshe Benu and David Amalek were both shepherds. What's the sign of that? And not only that, it wasn't, a coincidence that they were shepherds. The Medjah tells us 
that it was only because they were shepherds that they were zeichet to become the people who they were, the leaders, the manhigim of Klai. So, David Melch was a king, Moshe Ben was a manik, and it was because they were shepherds that they were zeichet to the positions, to the roles that they served. So, what's the pshan of this? Why is it that only because they were shepherd were they zeichet, were they able to fill this tremendous role of leadership for Klai Yisrael? So, Rebbei Baxt, the Rosh Hashiva, explains very beautifully. It's when a person could take himself out of the picture. It's when a person can completely be misbattle, completely give up his own covet. He could take out his own ego, his own agenda, his own excuses, and only have one central, one focal point, one focus, which is the Rebbein Yishalem himself. Nothing besides. And when a person can be a shepherd, he could be seemingly the lowest position possible, and he could still be the greatest Ebed Hashem, that itself reveals, that itself brings out the true godless of the man, the true level of subservience, of Yira, of cover that he has for the Rabbani Shlalem, and only from there can stem forth, can come forth godless, can come forth a manhig, can come forth a melech. And the lesson that we can learn from this, of course, is that sometimes we have great ambitions, we have great she'ifas, we have dreams, and we're filled with potential and excitement and others encourage us and we're, we're ready to go, we're ready to fight, we're ready to be the greatest. And suddenly we feel resistance and we're like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm trying to do this for you, Rabbi Nishalayim. And what we learn out from here is that sometimes you have to jump in the backseat. Hashem will take care. We might feel like we're being the shepherd now, but that's okay. Don't give up. Be persistent. Don't stop fighting. Because that's going to show Hashem that it's not about you. It's about Hashem. And we can be that Hashem. We can serve Hashem even from that place, even from a place of what we call shiftless, lowliness. When there's no fanfare, there's no glory, that's the greatest godless and that ultimately with persistence will lead to true godless there's a beautiful quote that I saw from Renosan Vachtvogel in his Sefer Leker Shimis. he says man is compared to a tree and just like a tree all you can do is plant it but the actual fruits that it bears is we can't control it so too is the growth of man a man can merely plant the seeds for himself. But after that, says Reb Nassim, it is absolutely usher to enter the realm, to start thinking about the tzmicha, the production, the paris. And the lesson from all this is that we have to do our part, and when we do our part, when we try our best, the tzmicha, the production, the outcome, the effect, that's not up to us. That's up to the Banish And sometimes... Even when we're doing it the most for the Rabbani Shalom, we're doing it with the loftiest, purest kavanas, intentions in mind, and we still feel resistance, that's okay. Then we're going to be like the shepherd. And in that makam of shiflos, in that makam of katnas, in that makam of where there's no cover, where there's no fanfare, we're going to keep on doing the Ratzon Hashem, we're going to keep on fighting, we're going to keep on being mamlech. Eventually, with persistence, we will surely become great, we will surely be able to give over and to help others and ourselves with being marbe kvayt 
And with this message in mind, we should be able to inspire ourselves, to help ourselves become big, to live big, and help others, and the Hashem, with the increase, with more mitzvahs, with more kvayt shemayim, we should give Hashem a tremendous nachas ruach, and be to a wonderful Shabbos.